Hey, what's up? This is Jason from Death Therapy, and you're listening to the Campfire Conversationalist Podcast. back with another episode of the campfire conversationalist podcast and today we have picked a we picked kind of a i think it's kind of a controversial topic um you know once again we picked a topic where there's been lots of there's been movies made on it um tons of movies i mean famous movies you have like jason bourne you have um the manchurian candidate you have uh, even that movie—I uh, don't know when that was made—but the Mel Gibson movie uh, and Julia Roberts, actually entitled "Conspiracy Theory," um, and that is the subject of MK Ultra. And um, Matt, like, why don't you why don't you give a rundown on how you know what MK Ultra is for anyone that's listening and might not know? Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. And so MK Ultra has nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day. And I'm wearing Are you sure? For you... <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not sure at all, actually. Now that you bring that up. Um, so MK Ultra started is it's a it's a CIA program and it started in the early fifties. Um, according to Wikipedia, who I I trust uh, for multiple reasons. Let's see. It says it was officially sh- sanctioned in 1953, um, but from some of the things I was reading online, it started as early as ni- uh, 1951 and possibly even earlier. It is a mind control program, and it was um, basically the reason the CIA started. MK Ultra allegedly was because um, they had heard that Russia was um, participating in mind control programs, the KGB, uh, whatever, the, the, the Soviet Army. They were participating in experiments uh, for mind control. And this, I guess, worried the. I guess United States government. I mean, isn't that what the CIA is? A shadow government anyway. Uh, so this were the CIA. And um, so they decided to start their own program. Now, some of this gets pretty deep and, and a little technical. Um, so some of this we're going to kind of skip over because some of it actually has to do with chemistry. And I'm not that smart when it comes to chemistry look all i know about chemistry is what i learned on breaking bad okay so you know that's that's as much as i know and even that i don't know that much i'm only saying that because we're rewatching breaking bad again so oh, it's yeah. uh, it's been a while since we've seen it so we thought we'd re- re- re-watch that um so um one of the things they 
one of the methods they used to start mind controlling people was LSD. They, I think, um, they kind of almost accidentally discovered it yeah. uh, and its effects. And what they would do, um, there is a house, and I want to say San Francisco, but I could be wrong. It's in California, though. Um, and they would use prostitutes and Johns. Uh, the CIA, that is. The CIA would use prostitutes and Johns, and they had a two-way mirror. Or is that the right word? Two-way mirror? Yeah. Two-way, yeah. Two-way viewing mirror. So on one side, it looks like a mirror. And on the other side, you know, they can watch the CIA. And what they would do was they would have these prostitutes who were bringing Johns back to this facility. It's a house, but the CIA was using it as, as a facility um, to give them LSD without the John's knowledge and they wanted to see exactly what would happen because according to the CIA um, without the knowledge of somebody knowing would be the most realistic situation yeah so so I'll stop right there for a moment so you have the CIA in the 1950s um, using LSD on American citizens without their knowledge because in their mind, in their idea, this was the most realistic way in a real-world situation with what would happen. So that's kind of like scratching just the surface it's kind of, of what was up. going on. Yeah, it's kind of messed it, up. Like nothing, absolutely nothing about this in any way is or was legal mm-hmm. at that time. It was. It wasn't legal then. Okay, so first of all they were they were um using the services of prostitutes they were giving people uh, a drug which by the way at this point in time lsd wasn't a scheduled drug because it wasn't even really known nonetheless uh they were giving this experimental drug to people without their knowledge or consent uh so there's just like a whole bunch of moral um and ethical and all kinds of things being broken let alone the law and so um, they they used this method of getting LSD into people to see exactly how they would react and how they could try to control people without them even knowing it. So that's just kind of just the beginning of, of how MK Ultra started. And it gets much deeper than that. Um, so, uh, I guess, what's your take on what I've said so far? Well, I mean, I, I guess I always found it surprising. You know, I mean, we like to think that America, land of the free, home of the brave, that we're that we're kind of entitled to this land that we don't have to worry about the government doing these kinds of things. You know what I mean? Um, say, say for instance, if I went out and, you know, rented an apartment <laughs> and paid some prostitutes to bring some Johns in and started giving them illicit drugs inside without them knowing it, like lacing glasses, what do you think the charges would be brought up against against me? Uh, well, they would probably have. They would get you on. Um, what? What um, is they would that? Get you on. 
they would get you on um for sure prostitution for sure um intent to distribute intent to sell probably <laughs> trafficking um, yeah but how about I, I how about even, the dosing the drugs without someone knowing i don't even know what the charge is for that but it's definitely immoral at, at the very very least and it's definitely not legal um so yeah that's something that they've they've definitely messed around with even in conversation is what would happen if we put lsd in the water yeah. you know that's something that came up yeah in these conversations with the cia not not even just doing one person at a time but they've considered um you know whole cities which if you think about the movie batman begins that was essentially what I, that movie was about i was just thinking about that like literally and, just thinking about that you know and not only that but i mean they're in most cities in america they have fluoride in the water and if you and obviously i'm not going to say that fluoride is the same level as lsd but if you look at the history of, of fluoride and what they've used it for mm -hmm. it's definitely a drug that uh or a substance i don't even know what you want to call it it's not a drug or a substance but it, it is a chemical compound that they use to literally dumb down people there's been harvard studies on it that say it dumbs it, it lowers iq of children and uh, apparently now you you might be able to know this one but apparently in in germany and nazi germany they they used it to uh kind of dumb down and slow um the the prisoners that they had is that do you know I, that to no be true? i i don't know anything about that it's so yeah that might be something you want like to look into yeah i'd like to see information on that like studies on that but yeah, yeah. So I mean, they have the government has ex explored this idea of putting something in the water supply to sort of do something to people like and pacify, the far like extreme. pacify people, or yeah, it makes you very passive. That's exactly the, the best way to put it. It makes you a very passive, um, kind of mellow, chilled out. It closes your third eye. Um, yeah. So. And that's just is, fluoride. I, I mean, see, I would like to see like the tests. I, I've, I, I know I've read articles about it, but I haven't seen the tests from Harvard. So I know they did test. I'm not disputing that, but I, I'm sure. just like wondering how, what they did with those tests. So like, you know, how did they frame the, the study? Did they have someone not take fluoride and someone take fluoride? Like, what was their base? You know, man, it's been years since I, I read the study. And I I want to, if I remember correctly, I want to say it was five-year study, but um, I can't be, I can't remember off the top of my head. Let me try and, and look it up real quick because um, I remember exactly how I search engined it before. Mm -hmm. And um, let's see how... See, I'd be really interested in reading that because, I mean, and what was the dose of fluoride? Because fluoride comes in tons of stuff. You get fluoride in your iced tea. Yeah, it comes Just, in toothpaste too, but if you look at the back of the toothpaste bottle, it says if you well, swallow it to call poison control. No, what I'm saying is like when you drink a lot of iced tea, you get like mega doses of fluoride. From the tea or from the water? From the tea. I've never heard that before. I mean, I'm not saying it's not true, but... Yeah, look it up. Uh, there was a lady that, uh, she, like, overdosed 
Um, on, really? Yeah, yeah, because she she just drank iced tea. That's all she drank. She was drinking like a gallon. And, and of course, this is an extreme. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. she was drinking like a gallon of iced tea, like every day. And she ended wow. up like ODing and she had to go to the. <laughs> Probably not the best day. Uh, not the best way to do it. So I'm just saying, fluoride comes in tons of stuff other than just toothpaste and right, water. Right, but there's and- also different types of fluoride. There's like. Um, uh, hexafluorosilicate and hydrofluoric silicic acid and there's like different types of fluoride and also um they uh, the way they can categorize uh something mm-hmm. it's, it's all really strange it, it gets you know i actually found i'm not going to read it but i i just found the article so i'll i'll send it to you right now mm-hmm. um well, so then you how would you know, what would be there. a way to get around drinking fluoride then i mean if it's um, in your water i mean is there well, non-fluor, you know, non-fluoridated there- water? Yeah. yeah. So what my wife and I do is um, at at two of the grocery stores here in town, um, there is a filtered water, and if you look on on the mach- machine, it says everything that it filters out, and fluoride is one of the things that it filters out. Okay. Um, and also on my shower head, I, I actually just bought a filter that you screw on to where the you know the shower head comes out of the wall yeah. and then you screw the filter on and then you put your shower head on that and that, that filters out um fluoride too because apparently i mean if you think about it um the the mouth is probably the easiest way to get something into your bloodstream one of the easiest ways because i mean think about it when people do like crack or coke i mean they sniff it for one and then a lot of times they rub it on their gums yeah. because your mouth is you know, you uh, your mouth will absorb that really quickly. And I know when I've taken, um, I can't. What was it that I? Oh, like when I've taken CBD oil before, like the instructions will be like, put it under your tongue and let it soak in for 15 seconds. Right. So uh, your mouth is really, really, you know, sensitive to you know taking stuff in. So like when you're brushing your teeth or when you're taking a shower, you know, you if if you want to try to avoid fluoride you shouldn't be getting in your mouth um so we've tried to take precautions i you know it's impossible to if you live in a city that has it or you know it's going to be impossible to avoid it at all but like i we make our own toothpaste or i buy fluoride free toothpaste Mm -hmm. um because you know like i said it's it, it it says right on the toothpaste you know if you swallow to call poison control because of the fluoride you know mm-hmm. so that's crazy so that that was a little bit of a rabbit a rabbit trail we went down that's a little bit off topic we can do a fluoride episode another time just to show how easy it is to put something into the water supply for you know the masses to 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 take it in and they don't even know or they don't even care mm-hmm. most people don't even care they're like oh that's crazy the government wouldn't do that mm-hmm. well I mean, the government was giving people LSD without their knowledge in the 50s. Why wouldn't they put fluoride in the water? I mean, to say they wouldn't do that in 2019, uh, ignorant and arrogant, I think. Yeah. Uh, Does it say, did it say anywhere how many people that they were dosing? Like, I mean, are we talking like a, yeah, are we talking like a small study, like 10 or... You know, I don't remember them being a number of how many people they gave LSD to. I do know that it probably would have been probably 
maybe more or less 100 it seems like from what i've gathered okay. um and i think also to where they developed lsd at would have been i think it was a university i want to say berkeley but i don't take my word on that okay um berkeley is that near san francisco i thought it was okay so that might we're east that coast might be... people we don't we don't <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> we don't know um, your colleges out there <laughs> right uh so if berkeley is near san francisco then that probably would have been the crazy liberals <laughs> yeah well this this would have been even before that even i don't know yeah. but um uh so let's see where was i going with that so yeah when it was developed at wherever they developed it at it got to the university you mm -hmm. know and the students were taking it uh you know intentionally and so that's kind of how acid you know started to get out um it it like i said the LSD thing is just scratching the surface. And when I went to go do research this week on it, I honestly had a really difficult time finding really what I wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, because um, I've looked at this stuff before and I found way more information. Even two months ago, I was looking at some other topic. I don't even remember what right now because I look at so much stuff that's, you know, deep and dark that I can't remember what I was looking at two months ago. And MK Ultra came up in the conversation of whatever it was that I was, you know, it was a video I was watching and they were, <laughs> excuse me, they were talking about, um, you know, how, how you, how you, um, give somebody a multiple personality, which is a form of brain control or mind control. Mm -hmm. And it, it's so dark and messed up that it, it's, um, it's, you wouldn't do this stuff to, to an animal. You wouldn't do this stuff to your pet. So when you're trying to give somebody, what is it? It's called, I think it's called disassociate, disassociation or something like that. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. When you have like two personalities, what you have to do is these people are, are um, selected when they're very young, like infants or toddlers. And they, they have to sexually molest them when they're about three years old. And then they do it again when they're like seven or eight. And then they do it again when they're like in their teenage years and they break them this way. And um, they they figured out somehow <clears throat> how by sexually molesting or raping these, these children that they disassociate and then they figured out how to give them this other personality. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm not saying that everybody who experiences multiple personality disorder or disassociation um, that this is how or why, but this is one of the ways that it happens is they basically take these people when they're very young you, and they you're rape saying, them. wait, wait, let me, let me interject. So you're, sure. you're saying that, I mean, some people obviously have this illness, you know, disassociative personality disorder. Um, some people just naturally have this, but other people, you're saying like with programs that are designed around psychological warfare they found out to break someone to make them have this disorder that it is possible to to make someone have this disorder that's what you're saying correct there, there is a way that you can make somebody have this multiple personality or disassociation thing so that they can have another personality that they don't know about mm -hmm. so that they can then program them to go do their bidding uh you know 
you know, assassinate somebody, mm-hmm. uh, that, which is what they want. They want to be able to have somebody like a Jason Bourne type character to be able to, you know, n- not know about the other personality. And when it's time to go kill, you know, the enemy, whoever that is, uh, that, you know, they give them their trigger word or whatever it is, however they trigger that other personality. So then they go and they turn into this other personality and then they can go do whatever the assignment is. So basically like a Manchurian candidate. Exactly. It's exactly the Manchurian candidate. Yeah. Now, I I have looked up this too. And that's all part of MKUltra. But when I want to go into that further this week i couldn't mm-hmm. find anything on it so and i tried multiple ways of of looking it up uh, i we may have to do another episode on this mm-hmm. because like i said i had a really hard time finding anything i tried different ways of looking it up you know ty- typing different words into the search engine mm-hmm. and i was really only coming across the lsd stuff which like i said is is sick as that is that's only scratching the surface interesting what they what they really did now I'm I'm with you, man. I, Matt, I looked it up years and years ago when I first learned of MK Ultra. I think it was back in the early '90s. Uh, as a teenager, I was fascinated with it, and you know there was. Um, I remember in the early 2000s, I revisited all the info and I looked it up, and there was there was a lot of information out then. And now it seems like a lot of it's been swept under the rug. But it hasn't been totally swept under the rug. So they can't do that. They can't put it all under the rug because it's already out. Yeah, so when I looked it up, there was like information on like what you're talking about, like dissociative personality disorder, uh, or like, you know, having multiple personalities. There was talks about that, about the LSD trials, but there was also talks about the over what what was it for? It was for the Manchurian candidate. It was to basically make an infiltrated double agent or a spy assassin at their bedding. And that was that was the principal point of it. That was the whole reason of why we were learning to brainwash people. Or to brainwash the masses. Um, they were afraid of the Soviets and Soviet spies at that time. You mean you got to remember during the cold war and all so they're afraid of you know soviet spies coming over and they wanted to they wanted to change i don't think that's the right word they wanted to turn a kgb double agent or a, a kgb agent to be a double agent and go back right and if needs be be able to plant him in a place where if the call came they could have someone assassinated that they needed to have have right. whacked so like a high official okay so that that was i think the the goal mm-hmm. but i guess the question then is uh did that ever happen and uh i guess i don't know that that would be the the big question did did they ever successfully pull that off because there's a lot of collateral damage that happened because of this, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I do think that it is a... I, I think it's a valid question. Um, I, I mean... 
it, it seems like it just seems like a really good sci-fi movie you know and unfortunately <laughs> it is a lot of sci-fi movies you know or at least thriller movies and the odds that they could not do this i mean you're talking like how many years has it been so 70 years it's been uh, almost 70 since yeah. the program started officially they so, said so, what did i say 53 officially but like i said i had heard i had heard of um it being as early as 51 mm -hmm. so we're in 2019 so that's what 68 years mm -hmm. since they started this program and uh i don't know yeah it's it's uh it does sound like it's the stuff that movies are made up of but the movies are based on reality in a way i mean i you know obviously jason bourne is you know that would be the total you know the fiction fictionization of of what's going on and that's pretty extreme mm -hmm. uh but that's based on reality yeah in a way well i mean i i don't know you know the movie that always comes back to me is is mel gibson and julia roberts um conspiracy theory that we mentioned earlier in the uh intro mm -hmm. um and it's because when i first seen it i was like this movie is like so nut job you know and then i started paying attention and I realized that a lot of things in that movie are like, there There are some crazy things. I'm not going to lie about that. But there's some things that really bring up questions, okay? And then you start thinking like, and I, I totally believe that that movie is like a work of fiction. I think it's meant to make fun of those conspiracy theories, kind of in a way. Yeah, it's absolutely meant for people to engage in cognitive dissonance. Yeah. That's exactly what movies like that are for. But the thing that people don't understand is because of their cognitive dissonance, mm -hmm. it's hidden in plain sight. That's the truth. You know, maybe not every single aspect and detail of that movie, you know, is is completely accurate. But there I, I would be I would love to go through that movie again and watch it and count how many things because I think that movie came out in like ninety six or ninety seven. Yeah. Or something like that. So we're talking over twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. I would love to see how many of those crazy conspiracy theories we know are fact now. It's yeah. probably quite a few. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. You know? Um and I, I agree. I would like to go through. I remember they put in the black helicopter thing, which mm -hmm. we now know, <laughs> we now know to be true. You know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that was one of the big ones in that movie. And even in the movie, they have a black helicopter with guys. When they find out, like where Mel Gibson's character is, to they find mm -hmm. out where he is, they fly into the middle of the city and drop true or drop guys to go and arrest him or go capture him. And the the crazy thing about that movie is this. And this is one of the things that is always kind of fascinating me. The reason why I like the movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson and Julie Roberts and Patrick Stewart, we can't leave out the, 
Sir Patrick Stewart. We can't leave out the uh, the knight. Engage. <laughs> the reason why I like that movie so much is how they track him. Do you remember how they track no. him? No, I don't. I um, if I'm guessing, um, they probably put something in his food that he swallowed. No. No. Nope. No. Uh, they were able to track him no matter where he goes in the world at all times. And this is before the age of, you know, cameras being everywhere. I mean, remember this is back in 97 when CCTV was at a minimum. Not like right. today where it's like every every inch of your house and every part of the world is under CCTV. Well, now they don't have to do that. We have these well, yeah, phones. yeah, we, we, and, and Alexa devices. Yep. So and facial software and the, recognition. Yep. Yeah, these cameras are everywhere. So we yep. don't. They don't even have to spy on us without our permission. We've already given it to them. Yep. So uh, no. So how did they? How did they? How did they uh, track him? I don't remember. Because he bought a book of Catcher in the Rye at a bookstore. He was compelled constantly. He was under this, like, he had this compulsion that he always had to have a copy of Catcher in the Rye with him at all times. Really? All times. He had to have it with him. So after they chase him and he ends up burning down his his own apartment and everything, he drops Julia Roberts' character back off at her place, and then he goes out and goes to a bookstore and buys a copy of catcher in the rye and the so moment waiting and at, the moment any yep, bookstore yep okay. and the moment that he buys catcher in the rye they know that it's him gotcha so they're just so waiting then he was programmed through. then he yeah and, and they that, later they later discover that yes he that was one of his tracker markers was to be programmed with that desire to have a copy of catcher in the rye and that's funny that they use that book because, if I'm not mistaken, isn't uh, John Lennon's killer uh, supposedly yeah. programmed yep. by that book or whatever? Yeah, and Ronald Reagan shooter. And Ronald Reagan shooter as well. Yep. yep. Oh, that's yeah, that's insane. I, I'm pretty sure that's why they put it in there, but yeah, I'm sure that is. And too. that might not be the reason. Why, I I just think it was a cool element to add into the movie. I don't think there's any validity to it. I mean, maybe there is, for all I know. Um, you know, maybe there, <laughs> maybe it's totally true. Maybe the catcher in the rye is the tracker. You know, I've never even seen a copy of the book in real life that I'm aware I, of. Matt, that I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I was gonna. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, I have like three copies of it, so. <laughs> Does it count if I download the PDF on my phone? <laughs> <laughs> it's all Catcher in the Rye's fault. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the so getting back to MKUltra, okay, it was designed for mind control, mind control experiments, um, Will submission and all kinds of psychological warfare. Was it ever implemented? I'm pretty sure. You know, I, I want to say this. I want to say that the torture techniques that we have implemented in warfare, 
like down in Quantico, or uh, not Quantico, not in the FBI, but in uh, um, Cuba. Yes, oh. I'm the, I, I, uh, Guantanamo. Guantanamo. Was, yeah, I was, was thinking. Escaping my mind too. I was thinking Harold and Kumar, <laughs> and I just couldn't finish the last part of it. Right. Um, yeah, so I think the, I mean, if you really think Can't about it. handle the truth. <laughs> if you really think about the torture techniques that were implemented to prisoners that were taken from this last war, or even maybe wars before, um, think about how, what they use the most to extract information. And if you really think about it, they're the same things that were used to, I, they're all, I, I guess they all start the same way. They all start with breaking your will, okay? Lowering, you know, inhibition and breaking down your will, breaking down who you are. So, sleep deprivation, what, are, what were those three things? Matt, do you remember those three things that were implemented for uh, breaking down someone's will? It was sleep deprivation. Um, wasn't it? <sighs> Brainwashing was constant. Sleep deprivation was constant. And then there was a third element to breaking down the will of man. Um, I don't. I don't know, but I mean, those all seem. Those are all techniques I've. I don't think hunger had anything. I, I mean, I'm sure hunger was an element, but I don't think it was one of the main principle three. Uh, I think it was loud noises, like constant loud noises. Oh, so um um. Drugs, uh, drugs, sensory, sensory yes, oh. s sensory deprivation. Um, so basically, uh, sleep deprivation, and then lots and lots of drugs. And then constant brainwashing. Those are the three elements to break down a will. So if you have all three of those for an extended period of time, no matter who the person is or how strong they are, their will will break. That is that was the goal of MK Ultra, and that's what some of the people coming out of MK Ultra said about it. That's that was their main purpose: to break down the will, and then you can totally interject your own will into that person. You can make someone believe that they're Charlie Brown and that they are here to save Gotham City from the evil Batman if you want them to. You know? Right. That, yeah, should, that yeah. should be your title, Matt. Charlie Brown is Batman. <laughs> Charlie Brown saves Gotham from the evil Batman. <laughs> it's a bit long. Well, it's a, it's a title in working. We'll see. <laughs> we'll chop it up. <laughs> So, the, so yeah, I was gonna say that um, too. I'd forgotten about this earlier, but you know, there there was there's actually been uh, not just people's sanity as casualties, mm -hmm. but there there have actually been um, actual deaths um, contributed to this. So one of the stories I was I heard when uh, looking into this today this morning was. Um, I don't, I don't remember the name, but there was someone who was given LSD, uh, unwilling or unknowing to them, 
you know, they didn't consent to it. They didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. They didn't volunteer for it. And apparently they thought they were going crazy and they're in a hotel room and they jumped out the window and they called it a suicide. But I mean, that guy wasn't in his right mind because of something he was given against his knowledge. So that's not a suicide. That's a homicide. Yeah. You know, this dude jumped out of a window, probably thinking it was a portal to another universe. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He probably didn't even know it was a freaking window. And he jumped to his death. and Or uh, he was being chased no by, like, killer clowns. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it could have been anything. Could have been, like, he was being chased by killer clowns and vampires, and he thought he was going to jump through a portal to get, get away from them. Yeah. yeah. The, dude, the dude probably didn't even know he died when he Oh. I didn't even know he was falling, and and I, I guess the, the his family didn't find out for almost two decades later it happened to him, and uh, and I, I think they tried suing the government, and I don't I don't they probably didn't win I don't know yeah because if they would have won the government would have admit they did something like that so so let, yeah let let me propose something to you you said were they successful okay and. I mean, at first glance, you want to say maybe, maybe not. And we're talking about completely jacking with someone's brain and getting them to do whatever you want them to do. Okay? Um, my question is this, is what do you need to be successful and who is the one observing if it's successful? Right? Because... Success to someone might be tragedy to someone else. I think that they were successful in in um I'm trying to I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. That's why I'm pausing a lot because I'm trying to make sure that the way that I phrase things is the best way to say it. So I think that they were successful in accidentally murdering people and they were probably successful in well I think that was a byproduct though I'm not sure that was success you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah success I mean mean, if you're trying to make an assassin I think number one the person leading the study has to be the one to be like yes we have success because he's measuring you know all kinds of factors He's measuring, did they successfully have someone assassinated? You know what I mean? But are those his term? Like, are those the terms, the guidelines that he's following by? If I'm setting up a study to make someone go out and do horrific crimes, I don't need them to off somebody specifically. I, what if my goal is to see if I can just get someone to do something insane? Something that would strike fear into the masses. Oh, you mean like a shooting? <laughs> no, I actually was referring more to Ted Kaczynski. Okay. Oh, okay. The Unabomber. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I looked into him this week a mm-hmm. little bit, and from the stuff that I've had found, I didn't see any connections with MK Ultra, but. That just could have been because what? the stuff that I was the looking professor, at. professor, yeah, the professor that. Uh, I know who he is? Huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know, I know 
I'm not saying he wasn't, um... Henry Murray? What? Henry Murray's um, studies that they did on him for over 200 hours of psychological exams and drugs, um, electroshock therapy. See, all the stuff that I Sensory deprivation, sleep deprivation. I didn't find any of that. Yeah, just just look under... Even if you just look under his bio, it'll tell you all that. Or his wiki. Yeah, he's, he's, so he was, he went to, what was it, Harvard, okay? And they were doing uh, early tests, and they ended up giving him, he was in the test for like 200 hours. They were doing sensory deprivation tests on him. They were doing sleep deprivation tests. They gave him tons of drugs, um, like masses and mass loads of drugs. And then they started... um, brainwashing him basically and there's a lot that's unknown a lot of it was put away confidentially um and a lot of people believe that because a lot of that kind of went away that they took all that research and put it towards mk ultra okay yeah see like i'm not saying none of that happened that or did or didn't i don't know mm-hmm. what i'm saying is when i was looking into it mm-hmm hard time finding any of that information because it seems like some of the stuff's being scrubbed off the internet man oh i like i said two months ago i'm 100 when i was looking at stuff it was yeah like two months ago i i wasn't even trying to find stuff on mk ultra and it was just coming up and now when i'm looking into it it's like all you find is the scratch the surface stuff like oh we were just trying to uh well, you know, LSD and hookers and Johns, and that's all you can find now. But it, it goes so much deeper than any of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was looking into Ted Kaczynski, um, I didn't find any of, any of that. This, you know, when I was looking at it now, not to say that none of that happened. I absolutely believe it did. Um, I, it seems like he was kind of a strange character a little bit anyway. Um, not, not, oh, man. See, they put on here... Not 100%. They put on here... Now, this is funny because this has obviously been changed. Okay? Um, The experiment lasted... And I'm reading right from the wiki page. Uh, The experiment lasted three years with someone verbally abusing and humiliating Kaczynski each week. Kaczynski spent 200 hours as a part of the study. Kaczynski's lawyers later attributed his hostility towards mind control techniques to his participation in Murray's study. And then uh, some sources have suggested that Murray's experiments were part of Project MKUltra, the CIA's research into mind control. A lot of this is being scrubbed off of the internet, that the idea of mind control is being erased from society. Because I think they want you to think that it's just fiction and that it is not something that's being implemented all the time i yeah i agree i i think um i think they want i think they want the idea that it's a possibility or it's something that's been you know tested on to be out there but i don't think they want people to know that how real it is well i i find it funny that that's the only part left on the wiki you know, the fact that Ted Kaczynski was being yelled at, and I'm, I'm doing finger quotes to all those that can't see me, 
but he was yelled at for 200 hours and they're saying like this later led to him going absolutely insane and doing all those mass craziness like because someone yelled at him for 200 hours like <laughs> maybe I mean I, I guess but I, I guess what were the conditions like was it 200 hours straight sleep deprivation? Was he, you know, was he in a room surrounded by, like, you know, like, dungeon axes and stuff? Like, what were the parameters? You know, or was he just in a white room constantly being brooded by someone yelling at him for 200 hours? And what were they saying to him? Was he given drugs? It doesn't mention anything about drugs. It totally could have been scrubbed away off the internet. You know what I mean? Why would they bring up MK Ultra, which was the LSD? Um, you know what I mean? Which was the mind control due to S LSD? Like, why would they bring MK Ultra into it? And now, I remember before them talking about drugs, and you know what I mean? I remember that being in there before, but. My memory, you know what? It could have been something as simple as the, uh, you know. Effect? Yeah, the Mandela effect. <laughs> I read it one way and now it's another, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that, it's possible, I guess. It's possible. The Jones effect. Yeah, the Jones effect. The James Earl Jones effect. Earl Jones is, is, uh, he's responsible for the whole thing, James Earl Jones. Yeah. But, um... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, do you think that it's possible that some of these mass shooters are um, s subjects of these MK Ultra uh, tests? Well, I mean, yes. I, I I personally do. I personally do. Okay, um, but I I would raise the question. Like, I think Ted Kaczynski is a good starting point because if he was part of MK Ultra. All right, he he was he was like a super genius. I mean, the guy was like crazy smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everyone sure. says that he was like emotionally imbalanced. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if he was a part of MK Ultra, is it possible that they broke him down and put this in his head, and somehow the beast got out? And they were just waiting for it. Or, I, I or maybe because he was so smart that the beast got out and they couldn't contain it. Like, it wasn't supposed to get out. Does that make sense? So, I guess... To explore that further. So, do you think that he potentially escaped somehow which is why he went into the woods and which is why lived off the grid you know no running water no electricity and um i'm, I'm not sure escaped i think i think that it's possible that something was remember we talked about like implanting a different person inside there okay yeah so 
I think it's possible that something was implanted in there. And then as the years progressed, either he was too smart and it just didn't take root like they had hoped. Or that it got out on its own. And then once the beast was out of the cage, then they had no idea where he was. You know, that's why when he went into the woods and did his little crazy, crazy caveman stuff out in the out in that tiny little cabin. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think that they interjected like you're going to do these these bombings and this and that. You know what I mean? But, you know, the and the bombings were directed, if I remember correctly, they were directed at university professors. So it is possible that he was just pissed off at this, you know, professor for screaming at him. <laughs> for 200 hours. So, I, I, you know, the thing that I find really odd about, about, um, the, wasn't, the wasn't it professors? Unibombing. Yeah. Wasn't it professors? Well, I thought it was college or. Well, it was colleges. I, 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 when I was looking into it, I don't remember that he targeted specifically any in particular professors but it was universities and it was also airports as well Mm -hmm. so uh at least one airport i can't remember which one but i guess here's my question um that i kind of don't really no matter how you look at the ted kaczynski thing whether he was or he wasn't a subject of mk ultra i i find it really odd that he they they make it seem like he was some like terrible bomber but i mean there really wasn't that many casualties it was like there was three deaths okay Mm -hmm. which okay that's three people that died and i think there was a total of 23 injuries and some of the injuries were like you know burns and stuff they weren't even like i mean some of them were lost limbs you know i think one guy lost his eye well it was the terror that came with it you know right but i mean like i feel like the, for this guy to be this extreme super genius you know he was a super genius and he was super smart and he taught at what michigan state is that is that no what u of m at? u of m that's where he got his yeah that's where he got his doctorate from I thought it was state, but either way, you know, he, he taught, he taught it, you know, he was a professor and, you know, he was this highly intelligent guy, which nobody really even denies. Yeah. And then he's making these really, really crappy bombs that barely work. And I think the one, the uh, he had one that went off in an airport and then another one that I think uh, went into a plane. I think uh, I, they didn't go into detail, but it sounded like somehow he got a piece of luggage or something into the plane mm-hmm. and... It had a faulty timer and it didn't go but had it gone the whole plane would have like blown up and, and eventually crashed not i mean i don't think it would have blown the whole plane would have blown up but the explosion would have been enough to bring the entire air jet down yeah. uh, but it had a faulty timer so we're talking about some super genius here who who um um well, what he didn't Put a, factor a timer in. On correctly? What, well, no, it was it was what he did wrong there was, I guess it was something to do with the pressure, um, like the pressure in the plane offset, and it, I, I'm not sure it was even supposed to go on a plane, but it was something to do with the pressure and being in the cabin for the luggage and everything, that mm-hmm. that's what caused the trigger to, like 
you know, act up, so to speak, you know. So yeah, he he wanted to basically blow off a part of the. Uh, I think he wanted to bring jet it, that would have. I think he wanted to bring it down. Right, but I guess my point is, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, he's this really smart guy, and his bombs are really crappy, and I don't understand. Well, because he's building like, them out of like nuts and bolts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that, that that's true. They they did say that. The, the things he built them on, built them out of, were common items you could find almost anywhere. So yeah, know, like that, TV that parts is, and radio parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he made them out of like um, shoe boxes, you know. Yeah, but I just, I just, I found it when I was watching it. I just found it really odd how, oh, he, um. I don't, I don't feel like he was super successful. Other than yes, there was an element of terror. It was well, and but and that's the bad part is the terror stretched all the way across the country. Everybody was afraid, right? Because you thought, I mean, think about it. Every package that you get, either at the post office or no matter where it is, if there's something on your door, you could be the next victim. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, yeah. I feel like there was a lot of terror, quote unquote, going on during. You know, sort of that era. I mean, you, before that, you had the Summer of Sam, where, you know, in, in what is that, Brooklyn or whatever, everyone's freaked out about getting killed by, you know, the son of Sam. And, um, you know, uh, you, you had people being assassinated left and right in the 60s, like um, JFK, um, Martin Luther King, uh, who else? Who else was getting assassinated no, in that time? JFK, Bobby, G- yeah, Kennedy. Bobby, Bobby Kennedy. Yep. So, you know, I I don't think that like just him having a few crappy bombs that barely went off, what it contributed to a f- terrorism. But I feel like it wasn't like the only thing out there. Like for instance, I remember about ten or twelve years ago, and um might remember this there was that that shooter john malvo and um i can't remember the other guy's name was john as well they were the uh oh the, the, the dc sniper shooters the and, dc yeah yep the dcs yep i remember even in detroit like people would be like looking over their shoulder while they're driving for you know what they thought at the time they mistake they had a description on the vehicle they they said at the time they were looking for a white work van ended up being like a sedan it wasn't even a van but you know and any dude who's driving in a, in a white work van you know getting looked at because you know everybody in the country was focused on on one thing but you know 30 40 years before that you know you've got just thing everywhere all the time it was just and, and maybe that was a part of some of this MK Ultra too is just so many things going on at once. Maybe that was part of the experimentation was to see how they could control the masses, not just individuals as well. What do mm-hmm. you think about that? Well, and that's kind of what I was getting at is the, the fear gripped the nation. Okay. So remember when we started this part of this conversation and we were talking about success. All right. And what was my question back? Successful at what and to who? Right? Who is right? Who is testing to see if it's successful? And what do you mean by success? Okay? Successful right. in an assassination? Because anybody can do that. 
a monkey can, can assassinate someone, okay? But right. how do you change an entire nation? How do you make them terrified to go out of their houses? Okay? And, I mean, let's just bring up some things that we talked about. All right, we talked about fluoride, getting off subject, but we talked about fluoride, controlling and lowering your uh, your wills and pacifying people. We talked about, you know, the one thing we haven't talked about is media, but we'll get back to that. Okay? We talked about uh, MK Ultra and um, mind-controlling doing mind control experiments, illicit drugs, and lowering people's wills and inhibitions. Um, and then all of a sudden you have this, you know, crazy looking guy who supposedly is really smart, goes through this project, or this test, so to speak, for 200 hours, which Wikipedia says they just yelled at him, which I've I find hilarious. Um, yeah. I... And then, uh, you know, quite a few years later, he disappears off the grid, and stuff starts blowing up everywhere. And people everywhere are afraid to get mail. They're afraid that somehow someone's going to get them. And I think it's, it is different from JFK. I mean, quite a few years had passed from JFK and Robert Kennedy and, you know, um, Martin Luther King. A, a lot of time had passed between the years of assassination and this point right here. I think the point of assassination for MK Ultra was back in the 60s and 70s. When they found out success was, this is what we got to do for success. But I mm -hmm. think they moved beyond that to the uh, what do we I, I think it became more of a question of terrifying or killing one person. OK, to how do we control an entire nation? OK, the, the KGB, you know, uh, what was that guy's name? Yuri, Yuri Bezmenov. 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 Um, if anyone listens to this um, and you go and research what Yuri Bezmenov, a former KGB um, operative, if you go and listen to what he talks about, he says that this was one of the primary um, focuses of the KGB was not just getting one assassin, but to control and manipulate and dominate an entire nation into fear into doing whatever you wanted them to that was that was yeah. their primary focus was to control and dominate manipulate and, and control like control like what you buy where you buy it how you buy it what you see as valuable not just what is valuable but what you see is valuable yeah and and, and the methods they they used to do this was education yeah they you know Yuri Bezmenov says all they need to do is get into basically schools and and uh, they call it demoralization of of the culture or of you know whatever the people and so and then they they take the, the morals that the people have and they demoralize them they change the morals they change the standards uh, and then they basically have been successful 
And I can tell you, being just probably a handful of years out of school, this is 100% true. I have never heard so much anti-capitalism, um, you know, rhetoric as when I was in school. And it didn't matter what school I was in, um, either community college at U of M or at Wayne State, it didn't matter. There was maybe one, or I'll give them the benefit of doubt, maybe a handful of professors that were not out of the entire university of the ones I talked to. All of the others were anti-capitalism, socialism, communism is awesome. We need to be more communism, you know, bring communism to America, capitalism sucks. And it was continually rammed down your throat constantly. Yeah, and and and, and I know you you and I have always kind of had different opinions over over university and college over the years. Um, and, and I think that, uh, and I, I feel like college and uh, higher education has totally been compromised. And, oh, I, and I no, 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 no. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's well, totally a hundred percent. We didn't used to. We yeah. didn't used to agree on that. We used to. Uh, well, we used to have a difference of opinion on that. Well, uh, but for different reasons now, though. Well, I think this. I think everyone should get a education. Okay. Um, but when I say that, a trade school is an education. Um, you're continually learning every single well. day. And every, you're getting paid a lot of times to learn there. Yeah, you know, so a trade is just as good. If you're if you're going to be an AC fixer um, or a heating cooling, you know, the heating cooling guy, if you're going to do that or a plumber or construction, if you're going to be a tow truck driver, how about that? Yeah, so uh, when That's I was a profession, in uh, Massachusetts... Like, legit. It doesn't make much money, but it's, a, it's still a profession, you know? I mean, let me just tell you. When, when I was in Massachusetts, I, I talked to a lot of these plumbers and electricians because I had a lot of time on my hands. Uh, mm -hmm. And all, all of them would be like, dude, they would tell me, you're not too old, go to trade school. Um, these guys, and I'm not making this number up, they were making anywhere from eighty to two hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. An hour. Yeah. And and they were getting overtime like you wouldn't believe. Um, so where we were at, um, the overtime wasn't after forty hours during a work week. It was after eight hours in a day. So we were working twelve hour days every single day of the week. So, you know, after eight hours, from eight to ten hours, they were getting time and a half, and then from ten hours to twelve hours, they were getting double time. So every single day they worked, they were they were getting overtime every yeah. single day, and and uh, now that that's probably the far extreme because there was a couple of plumbers and um, whatnot electricians or whatever that I talked to, and they said by far Massachusetts and the north the northeast is going to be make the most money out there than anywhere yeah, else. Even still, here in Michigan, I know. Make, oh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was just going to say you can still make probably more money than your average lawyer or doctor as a plumber or electrician. Yeah, and I know honestly, honestly. I know plumbers here that made like 30 bucks an hour, 32 bucks an hour, you know. Um and that's as much as like a nurse um going to school for, you know, a million <laughs> a million bajillion hours and like stressing out and then worrying. I mean, I'm not saying not to go to my, you know, Liz is a nurse. 
So I, I'm not speaking out against nurses. Thank God for them. They save lives every single day. But what I am saying is that the educational system wants you to get these crappy degrees that are just a piece of paper, and then you have no experience when you get out. So you owe $80,000, and your piece of paper cannot get you a job. So you have an $80,000 piece of paper that cannot get you a job, is basically it. Yeah. Or you go in, to in trade original, school, or you well, go hold to... Hold on one second before you go there. Originally, that was my biggest problem with higher education, was that right there. Yeah. Is that you go to school, you incur all this debt, and then you really have nothing to show for it, and you can't find a job to save your life. Yeah. That was my original problem, but now it's that, and I feel like it's compromised. But like, go ahead with the trade school thing. I mean... Well, or you go to trade school, and they pay you while you're going to school... So you're making a wage, and your wage increases as you go through trade school until you become a journeyman, and then your top-out pay, and then you just go and either do your own thing or go work for a company. Yeah. Yeah, and, and either your company will pay for your education, or if you if you even have to pay, it's yeah. not going to be eighty thousand dollars. No, it you know it might be twenty or something like that. And a lot of times you get paid while you're there because you're working you're doing real life jobs real life situations yeah and i i uh, i yeah. agree with you that um college is compromised though you know i think that you know i i think what yuri is was saying i think it's a hundred percent true i think the dumbing down of the nations i i think the discord um and strife in our society is being instigated by two factors um, media and by universities you know yeah so go into what your what your opinion is on that for media because I mean I'm sure you and I would probably agree on it but I just want to hear you to say uh, as far as like well, as far well, as manipulation you feel like uh, you, Dude, it's okay. it's so literally th- being constructed. It is being manipulated like a like a puppet with a puppeteer, and at someone at the top is manipulating all of it for agenda reasons. And it, there Do might be there might like- be I believe there's multiple big people up there controlling, you know, each finger on this puppet and each finger on or each finger one finger on one arm, one finger on another leg. But I do believe that there is either a person or a group of people that have their own agenda and, you know, they are in control of the media outlets and what people either see or hear or want. I mean, even commercials are tuned to get you to buy products that you don't need, but all of a sudden you want them. I know people yeah. that buy brand new iPhones every single year because they have to have a new phone. <laughs> and to me, that is absolutely ridiculous. It's like you're going to spend $1,200 to have a phone that you spent $1,200 on last year. Do you realize how depreciative that phone must be if it only lasts one year? Yeah. It, like it's... legit. <laughs> like, holy crap, man. That's... I mean, that's worse than like 
This is worse than like printer ink, you know? So we are going to go into, um, we, we, we took a quick two second break there, but we are going to go into this in more detail the next episode. We're going to do another whole, uh, episode on MK Ultra. We feel like there's enough material here to really dive into. I mean, we have only scratched the surface of, you know, years of assassinations, uh, assassination plots. How about overseas assassinations? Um, and the, the media that has come out of it, um, is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and now, you know, now in this technological age where pages of information can be deleted in literally a heartbeat and the government not wanting anyone to, I don't think they want you to, to forget things like MKUltra, but I think they want to change it into something that's a little bit more palatable, so to speak. Yeah, they're, they're definitely trying to Mandela effect it for sure. Yeah. Like, did I really read that, or was that really what I saw there? So, yeah, we really um, feel so, like. So there was one question. I, yeah, I did want to get into real quick. Um, so I was gonna when we were talking about the media a minute ago. Um, I wanted to ask, do you think that um some of these uh we'll just say CIA, but for you know I don't know whoever is running these kind of programs now NSA yeah. I don't even know whoever. Um, do you think that they have reporters as assets and the, and the reporters think that they're a source they the, the reporters don't realize that and, and and that's how we're being fed you know some of this media stuff in a way oh you're saying like the reporters themselves are under like the, the, they think under that they're brainwashing talking to a source but well, I don't know that they're being brainwashed. They they just think that 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 they have a source, but they're actually an asset and they don't know it. Oh. They're being fed stories to and they're reporting these stories and the stories are manipulative. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. okay. I think it's totally possible. You know? I, I and if you do a combination of it coming from the top down, okay? So someone up above controlling say you know one of the big liberal media outlets i'm not going to name names um but you have some guy at the top there's always a guy at the top no matter who it is there's always a guy at the top he's manipulating and it's trickling down and he wants his agenda pushed whatever that be okay so if he hates um, you know, big pens, then big pens are going to be ruled out. They're on the off list. We're going to, we're going to demoralize anyone that believes in big pens. We're, you know, and this isn't about big pens, of course. This is just an analogy. And I just picked the one thing that was closest to me, but you, you understand what I'm saying? Like if, if someone had, <laughs> yeah, if someone has their agenda, and they want to push that agenda. Usually, I mean, it's all about money. It's all about the Benjamins. So, if some constituent See, is paying them money... I'm starting to learn more and more that I don't think it's just about money. I think it's about power. Power, and, uh, right. Money is, money is the bonus that they get. 
Well, I, I see money as like a byproduct of that power. The more power, the more that's money. What I, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I agree with that. I totally agree with that. So, you know, these top head people, they're driven by power. They want their agenda pushed to control whatever it is that they're looking out for. And all the little reporters, they think they're, like you said, they're getting sources or I got this person that says this, but really it's, you know, I, I, I could agree with that. I, I don't think all the time. I think sometimes it's just bad reporting and not following up on stories. Well, sure. I'm sure there's plenty of that. Yeah. If it bleeds, it leads. Right. But anyways, we're going to wrap up this episode here because we we literally had so much information. It was hard to digest. It's hard to get through. And yeah. we, f we and it feel... it was hard to do proper research on. Like I said, I mean... Uh, stuff I has literally all... disappeared, you know? Yeah, it was all stupid stuff that I'm like, yeah, that doesn't, that's nothing to me. You know, I've seen all this kind of stuff before. I want to get go, to the dirty stuff. And I I'm going to go to the library. Anything. I'm going to go to the library and look up MK Ultra. I'm going to go to yeah, that's like, a good idea. or uh, JSTOR. So oh no, I was going to say, I'm going to go to JSTOR, go to the, uh, I'll go to the library and look it up and see what I can find. So for people who, who, who like to research these topics, the internet's great because it's right at your fingertips. The problem is, because it's digital, as quickly as someone can put something up, it can be taken down by somebody else. Mm -hmm. But they have a harder time um, scrubbing the stuff from libraries. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's possible. It's not impossible to do it all, but it's it's... it's logistically more difficult yeah uh so start using your libraries and stuff more books. for researching some of these topics books. it takes longer it's a lot harder to do there but yeah that's why i love paper you Me know too. it's it's a that's physical copy that it is just harder to erase and I when still you buy albums and you know physical yeah. copies of music yeah you want them around that's what I do. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's I think the wrapping wrapping up this episode. That was a fun one. Uh, other it was, than the technical issues. Yeah, and you know, it was a little long. I'm sure there's some people that found it kind of boring, but there's it's really hard to fit in everything without just jumping right to what everyone wants to hear. Um, so we tried to explain. MK Ultra as best we could that the psychological effects and you know the mind control aspects of it we tried to talk about the some of the parameters that lead to mind control we started talking about um, people that were affected by this and when it began so we tried to really do like a full background and explain in our words what it was um, because apparently these kinds of things are being, you know, erased. So if we are still around next week, <laughs> um, and we haven't been erased, then we, <laughs> then we're going to do part two and we're going to go into, uh, discussing, um, this in greater detail. All right. 
So. All right. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you like the podcast, please share it with somebody because somebody else will like it, too. If you like it, then odds are your friends will like it because right. they're cool, right? So, yeah, pass this podcast around. Get the word out. Tell people how you like it. If you don't like it, don't tell your friends, okay? <laughs> Let's not tell your friends if you don't like it. Stop listening if you don't like it, too, by the way. I don't. Why would you keep listening right. if you don't like it? <laughs> your time <laughs> i don't listen to stuff i don't like i can tell you that uh and other than that man everyone thanks for uh participating and listening and please drop us comments in uh in in our social media to let us know what you think and what your opinions are on the stuff I'm, I'm eager to see what everybody thinks about you know these crazy topics uh you know k ultra the mandela effect you know all this stuff is interesting stuff and and you know, John and I will interact if you come to, you know, our, the Facebook page and all that, you know, we'll we'll interact with people. Yeah. We'll do live videos during the week, too, to kind of promote the stuff. So um, interact and yep. let us know what you think about how crazy this stuff is. Okay. All right. Well, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>